you're in the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. So Chris O'Brien's on special assignment, but he should return to us with After the Paracast, our supplementary show, which is part of the Paracast Plus. By the way, if you haven't joined, please check plus.theparacast.com to learn all the details. So today, we have James Clarkson, who formerly was the Washington State Director of MUFON. Our guest co-host is Jay Randall Murphy. Now, before we get into James' background as a UFO investigator and his direct confrontation with what might be called the MUFON follies, let me just get a few things out of the way. First thing, I've mentioned here that we've asked Jan Harzan, the executive director of MUFON, to come on the Paracast to talk about the various questions that have arisen about the organization. He has had different reasons for saying no the first time he needed to prepare for the conference. We're going to ask James about that conference in a little while. And the second thing is now they apparently have to vacate their offices because the building has been sold and they have to vacate those offices in three weeks. So this month is out and hopefully he'll be available in September unless there's another reason. But we'll give him the benefit of the doubt here. Let's continue. James, before you ever became associated with MUFON, you started life as a law enforcement officer. Can you give us a brief look at the background? Well, I'm a child of the 50s era. I adored the movie The Day the Earth Stood Still. If I had to attribute my perspective on everything to one person, I guess it's all Rod Serling's fault with The Twilight Zone. Meanwhile, as I got older, I gradually gravitated to the idea that I wanted to be a policeman. And so I guess looking back on those two career paths, I managed to do both of them. I grew up in the San Francisco Bay Area. I eventually enlisted in the Army as the Vietnam era was closing down. I became a military policeman, then a plainclothes military policeman. I spent most of my tour of duty. When I got out, I went into law enforcement in Washington State. I ended up being hired by the city of Aberdeen on the coast of Washington. I was a uh, career police officer in Aberdeen, Washington for 20 years as a sergeant. During that time, I wore numerous hats. I supervised a fatal accident team. Uh, the investigation section, field training officers, patrol shifts, etc. A injury took me out of that. I ended up being a child abuse detective for two years. We moved to where we are now in Olympia, Washington, and I spent the next 10 years working for the state government as a fraud investigator in the professional license department of licensing. Meanwhile, ever since I was very young, I've always been interested in UFOs. And it wasn't until 1987 that I took action on that, which is when I called the phone number for the National UFO Reporting Center in Seattle, Washington. It was answered by a man named Robert Gribble, 
who was a retired Seattle firefighter. And I told him, I said, I don't want to report a UFO. I want to know how I can get involved. And he said, have you ever heard of MUFON? And as a result, I ended up joining MUFON. And I have been continuously a member of MUFON from 1987 until very recently, with the exception of a of 2011 when I was out of MUFON for one year. So now we begin to get involved in dealing with the so-called MUFON Follies. So let's get some more information going here, folks. Let me ask you then, why were you out of MUFON for a year? Well, back in 2011, there was a lady named Marie Malzahn and that sort of fits into the current situation because Marie Malzahn was a bit of a mystery. She had never been a member of a state MUFON organization that I know of. I did find out her backstory that she had made a major cash contribution to MUFON. So she would have been the 2011 equivalent of a member of the inner circle. And she was appointed as director of investigations, which is a very important position in MUFON. And to make a long story short, I was trying to help one of my investigators get on to the case management system. And she basically became very angry with me and started saying, you either do what I tell you or else. And I reminded her that this was a volunteer organization so it went downhill from there and i quit to make a long story short that was it for about a year for me in mufon so why did you come back well that was sort of funny because um, about a year or so later my wife had been a member of mufon and a qualified as a field investigator and she quit the same time I did, not too surprisingly. And all at once, she started getting advertising about a year later saying, uh, would you like to rejoin MUFON? And so I wrote back in kind of tongue in cheek and said, you know, that's kind of like trying to persuade uh, Maid Marion to leave Sherwood Forest and come join the Sheriff of Nottingham. <laughs> and <laughs> Dave McDonald bless his heart, was the director then. And he thought that was funny also. And he reached out to me and we had a very good conversation. And he made the comment there. 2011 was what I affectionately refer to as the year of the purges. There were several state directors who were kicked out. There were several state directors who quit. And when I quit MUFON, I had no idea that all this was going on all around me, and I didn't even know it until after I left. It was a very strange time in MUFON's history. But Dave McDonald was put back in there, and he told me when he came back in, he said that MUFON very nearly went financially under at the end of that year. It was a very dark time. And he said there weren't very many people who had left MUFON that he wanted to invite back, but he he said, you are one of them that I would invite back. So on that basis, I accepted. I came back. 
I worked for a few months on, uh, I guess, double secret extended probation. And very quickly, I was back as the state director of Washington, which is where I have been up until recently. Okay, we're going to get into more of the backstory, why he came back and then found reason to leave again. But this time it looks like it's going to be permanent. We've got James Clarkson, longtime UFO investigator, background as a law enforcement officer for the military and civilian life. A reminder that we have a second radio show called After the Paracast. The only way for you to get it is to subscribe to the Paracast Plus. To learn more, go to plus, P-L-U-S dot theparacast.com. Subscriptions start at just $1.49 a week. You also get the commercial-free version of this show with better quality audio. We've got video stuff there and other goodies. Prices start at $1.49 a week. For long-term subscriptions, you get free books. And one more thing. On this weekend's episode of After the Powercast, we'll feature Robert Powell, and Robert will explain why he left MUFON and also give you some surprising insights into his research. Going to be one of the best episodes of After the Powercast, yet you won't want to miss it. Only for subscribers of the Powercast Plus. we got more to come with James and Randall and Gene. You're in. The Paracast. We also have swag. You know, we have all these exclusive Paracast things that you can buy. We've got like, I guess, 60 or so different items. And entails T-shirts, sleeves for notebook computers, iPad cases, mouse pads, the Paracast jumbo tote bag, all sorts of T-shirts and jackets and stuff like that for men and women. We have a Paracast aluminum water bottle. All this stuff, you go to store.theparacast.com, store.theparacast.com. What makes it special is that the items are the best quality, great T-shirts, fabrics, and they have our official logo on them. That's what makes them special in multiple sizes and colors. We even have stuff for children, stuff for women, stuff for men. We have all sorts of sizes, like small up to X large. A lot of good stuff. That's the swag from the Paracast. If you go to store.theparacast.com, stop by and take a shopping tour. Heart disease is on the rise. Clogged arteries, high blood pressure, and high cholesterol levels may not be fully detected by you, but the symptoms are there. Loss of energy, blood sugar spikes and drops, poor circulation, and irregular heartbeat are just a few of these that can alert you that something is wrong. Hear how heart and body extract is making a difference in thousands of people's lives across America. My blood pressure has normalized. My diabetes has totally improved. Everyone is telling me now how much healthier I look, and I'm telling everyone how much healthier I feel. I recommend heart and body extract to everyone. Anybody over 40 in the North American continent should be using this product as a preventative to keep their cardiovascular system healthy. Order your two-month supply today by calling 866-295-5305. That's 866-295-5305. Or order online, hbextract.com. Heart and body extract, 866-295-5305. Or hbextract.com. 
If you had purchased $100 of Bitcoin in 2010, today you'd have $2,600,000. While that sinks in, you now have a huge cryptocurrency opportunity at below market price at a guaranteed 10 cents per coin. ProCoin, a coin publicly traded on the open market, easily converted to cash, available in 60 countries, and ProCoin is the only cryptocurrency offering coin back rewards for consumers and merchants. Take action by August 31st at ProCoinCurrency.net. That's ProCoinCurrency.net. Deadline for 10 cent guarantee is August 31st. Investing is a long-term process. How many times can you think of in the last decade that the stock market has destroyed retirement funds for people just like you and me? For your existing IRA, you need the security that gold has provided for centuries. Remember, gold has never been worth zero. Capital Gold would like to introduce you to the Home Storage Gold IRA. It's a self-directed IRA set up with all the protection and tax benefits of an LLC. But the big difference in this IRA is you invest in gold and you hold it in your possession. You can't do that with stocks. That's security. You can transfer any type of IRA hassle-free in days. Please call right now and learn more and we'll waive the $500 setup fee and give you a free safe to store your gold. 800-535-7789 That's 800-535-7789 if there's a toxic chemical biological gas smoke emergency while traveling at home or on your job, are you protected? Are you prepared? There are over 400,000 fires in the USA every year. Up to 85% of all deaths in a fire are due to smoke inhalation. Three minutes without air and we as humans will die. Be prepared and escape safely with our Safe Escape Smoke Hoods, giving you up to 60 minutes of breathable air protection. Order yours online at ase-safety.com. That's ase-safety.com. And get up to 40% off plus free shipping. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. Chris O'Brien's on special assignment. Probably will be back for this week's After the Paracast. Jay Randall Murphy joins us. We're talking to James Clarkson. By the way, a listener asked what might be a silly question or not. You at all related to Kelly Clarkson? Interesting question. The answer is no, not to my knowledge. Okay. There you go. I mean, there are also Gene Steinbergs out there that are not me. Okay? They are out there. And I don't know if they feel better or worse for it to have the same name as I do. Just to let <laughs> you know about that. There are others. All right. So you rejoined MUFON after this year hiatus. David McDonald convinced you to come back. Now, obviously something began to sour the relationship. When did it start to go bad for you? Well, I'd have to trace that back to, I would say, the 2013 MUFON Symposium, which ironically is in exactly the same location and venue as this year's which was, I believe, the Hyatt Regency. Uh, it's a resort casino hotel in Sutherland, Nevada, right outside of Las Vegas. And I attended that event, and we had our state directors meeting, and it was all about the fact that Dave McDonald was leaving and that Jan Harzan was going to be the new director. And I knew nothing about Jan Harzan, no background with him at all. 
And I accepted that. A lot of the things that the MUFON board does are very mysterious, especially if you're not one of the, I guess there are a few state directors who are always in the know. And I suspect that the inner circle knows what's going on, but the average state director probably doesn't. The MUFON board is kind of like a mysterious black box because they appoint their own. People say, we ought to reform MUFON, we ought to do this, we ought to do that. Well, that's all well and good, except that the way MUFON is structured, they're under no obligation to listen to anybody because they're self-appointing and self-perpetuating. So Jan Harzan is the new director, and that goes along pretty well until all at once we find out that he wants to, you know, his background is being a businessman. So he wants to rebrand MUFON. So I, I go with that. I'm willing to roll with that. But we get this survey. And the part that was interesting for me, there are basically two kinds of MUFON state directorships. There are the haves and the have-nots. There are some states that have very robust developed organizations. They have a large number of people. They have uh, people in all the correct positions. They have regular meetings. They uh, even do their own mini symposiums. They collect money. They have dues. Many of them are incorporated. There are also quite a number of state directorships that are not, and they are struggling just to get by. I inherited my directorship from a charming couple who unfortunately were becoming quite elderly. And in fact, Larry Childs, he just passed away about a week ago at 94 years of age. So when they got too old to run the MUFON in Washington State, they asked me if I would take it over. I was working full-time. Many of the people in MUFON have full-time jobs. So whatever you do, it's on the side. And you balance that against work and family and all of that. I never was quite able to get the organization going. I had meetings in Olympia. If I collected money from donations, it was maybe enough to pay to rent the room. I never managed to get to the level of these larger organizations. Well, the business consultants, they interviewed three of the haves and three of the have-nots. So I was one of the people who got the in-depth interview. And what bothered me was they didn't ask about problems I was having recruiting. They didn't ask about difficulties with the case management system or being asked to do lengthy forms on every case, no matter how marginal it might be. And bear in mind that every one of those cases takes time. They wanted to know, have you incorporated? How much money do you bring in? And how much can you donate to headquarters? I guess looking back on it, that was the first warning sign. Then we go forward and I noticed that the types of speakers that were being selected for the symposium were becoming, I guess I should just say it straight out, less rooted in reality, more speculative. You know, that of course is probably the major debate in the entire field of ufology. And I, that's something that I guess every researcher has to deal with is, you know, what are you willing to accept as true? Because to the best of my knowledge, I don't think any of us 
can summon up a UFO and have it appear right outside the window or bring in an alien and have him to dinner and interview him. You know, and until we can do that, we are inevitably accepting a lot of things on faith. It may be based on a reasonable conclusion drawn from a series of facts, but when all is said and done, we don't really, you know, have definitive proof one way or the other. Well, I look at it this way. Certainly we can't invite Doctor Who to dinner, except perhaps the actor or now actress who plays him or her. There you go. Right. We can invite that person to dinner. And then again, if E.T. wanted to come to dinner, would they even like what we give them? You know, do they want pizza and pot stickers? You know, aliens. I thought aliens want pizza and pot stickers. That's what Supergirl likes. But seriously speaking, that is wacky. And we used to, to go back in history, we really used to have a really strong line of demarcation here between serious ufology and the cracked side of the saucer. Did you raise your concern seeing this type of lecturer come to this symposium? Yes, to the extent that it's possible, but they don't exactly solicit your opinions. I know that other directors had spoken up and said, you know, that they they wanted to protest the selection and all of that, but it didn't it didn't seem to make any difference. When the state directors are upset about something, it really doesn't have much of an effect on anything. MUFON is not an organization that responds to what people on the bottom want. Well, that is very unfortunate. There's no place where you can just ask the board or Jan Harzan directly for some feedback on something? You can do that. You can make an inquiry. But part of the problem is the MUFON Symposium occurs once a year. Uh, I believe this year they may have had a lengthier state director's meeting. But in the past, state director's meetings, the one opportunity where you could be with your cohorts, unless you saw them during the breaks at the symposium, the actual formal meeting was one hour. Hey, let's break it here. Talk more about the MUFON Follies with James Clarkson and Gene and Randall. You're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Is that Ellen painting her garage? Yesterday she was trimming her hedges. What's her secret? I heard she was eating this new super berry called the Aronia Berry. Aronia what? Aronia Berries from Superberries.com. They're known for having one of the highest levels of antioxidants that helps with overall wellness. Where can we get them? Go to Superberries.com slash radio. And right now we get a free smoothie recipe book with our order. Plus we can save $4 at checkout. <laughs> I can't wait. I've got lots of projects I need to get done. Yes, you do. Choose health. Eat purple. Superberries.com. Fully cooked, ready-to-eat bacon. I'm talking thick, meaty, center-cut, presidential bacon. Savory and delicious. I buy some, I use some, I store some. Awesome. No refrigeration needed with a 10-year shelf life. NASA Pack technology. Bacon. Fully cooked, fully hydrated, ready-to-eat right from the pack bacon. Or warm and served. Life-saving, ready-to-eat bacon. 10-year shelf life bacon. Ships free at fullycookedbacon.com. Fullycookedbacon.com. 
Join me, George Norrie, in Joshua Tree, California, May 19th through the 22nd for the Contact in the Desert UFO Conference, a weekend of in-depth exploration into ancient aliens, human origins, crop circles, UFO sightings, and new evidence of ongoing contact. The conference will feature panels, lectures, films, workshops, and field work with leading experts, including me, Dr. Stephen Greer, Giorgio Sukalos, David Wilcock, Corey Good, Graham Hancock, Linda Moulton Howe, Jim Mars, Michael Tellinger, Eric Von Donneken, Doc Wallach, and many, many more of the biggest names in ufology. Joshua Tree Retreat Center offers the perfect place for sightings through the clear desert sky. Last year, hundreds saw several real craft up there as we reported on Coast to Coast. Tickets to Contact in the Desert are available at contactinthedesert.com. That's contactinthedesert.com or by calling 323-721-1743. That's 323-721-1743. People who can afford a LASIK procedure sure are lucky. Imagine being able to throw away your contacts and glasses. Imagine waking up tomorrow with 20-20 vision. Too bad everyone can't afford LASIK. Well, guess what? There's a company that agrees with you. The LASIK Vision Institute is now offering dramatically low prices on high-quality LASIK to make it affordable for everyone. That means you get the latest FDA-approved LASIK technology for a fraction of what others charge. And if you call right now, we'll schedule a free appointment so you can discover if LASIK is right for you. Results may vary. Call 1-800-963-4946. Even better, call right now and you can get an extra 20% discount off our already low-cost services. We've already performed over a million procedures. Let us help you. Discover how you can get the quality LASIK experience you deserve at a fraction of what others charge. For your free appointment, call 1-800-963-4946. 1-800-963-4946. 1-800-963-4946. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow. And like all of you out there, I had problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat. I would flip-flop all night long. I would wake up with a sore neck, maybe a headache, or feel like I needed a nap even though I slept eight hours. When I invented my pillow, I wanted it to where you could move the patented fill to give you the exact support you need as an individual, regardless of sleep position. My pillow will get you into that deep REM sleep faster and you will stay there longer. It's not about how much time we spend in bed. It's about how much of that quality sleep we get. I do all of my own manufacturing right here in the United States. I have a 10-year warranty. You can wash and dry my pillow and I give you a 60-day money back guarantee so you have nothing to lose. And here's my best offer ever. You can buy one of my pillows and get one absolutely free. Go to mypillow.com or call 800-870-0305 and use promo code GCN. That's mypillow.com or 800-870-0305 with promo code GCN. Marie D. Jones, the author of This Book is from the Future, and you are listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Jay Randall Murphy back as guest co-host. Chris O'Brien should be back in time for this weekend's After the Paracast. James Clarkson, the former state director of MUFON, Washington State. Now talking about the kind of lack of interaction between state directors and the organization. So continue, please. The only way that you would really know what was going on would be occasionally, of course, you have to consult with state directors or investigators in other states. And inevitably, you 
you know, talk about your concerns and how's it going and, you know, how do you see the world? But you don't really have direct contact, so you don't really know. You know, frequently you hear about, well, so-and-so quit or so-and-so retired or, you know, something is going on, but it's it's always way after the fact and it's it's accidental discovery, not a dissemination of organizational news that would be useful to everybody or at least of concern to everybody and something that would promote more unity. Well, what about the journal then? Is is that just sort of uh, a kind of a facade for all of this that, you know, the, the guys at the top sort of pay their buddies with the printing presses to uh, produce or, or how does that work then? Well, the journal has basically been a good thing. And I have to say that over time, it has gotten better. The journal is basically to inform subscribers about various UFO cases. It's if you can say such a thing, it's pretty much nuts and bolts ufology in keeping with the type of mission that I felt was MUFON's greatest strength. I viewed MUFON as kind of the steady old ship of ufology, something that would always be basically on course and would be pretty solid. In other words, it wouldn't be advocating the most radical or strange theories, and it would always be there as as a responsible agency where reasonable investigative protocols were followed, where people would try to investigate with integrity and not just go for sensationalism. But I truly believe that's like believing in the dinosaurs right now. I mean, it's, it's gone. It just isn't here anymore. What bothered me very much, James, is when I had Jan Harzan here the last time. And he's been a presentable guest. He's a good salesperson. And I guess a lot of this is about marketing a product rather than trying to do investigations, which I think pretty much answers all the concerns here in many respects. So I talked to him about the limitations I felt in the way that MUFON structured its questionnaires. And I said, I think you need to focus very much on not just the event, but the witness Learn more about them, about their background. Have they had previous UFO experiences? What about other paranormal experiences? What about their family, close friends? There's a lot of information there that gives us a better understanding of the witness. And that could be, as far as I'm concerned, and certainly a position we've taken, and I'd like to hear yours, a very significant point. And he says, well, certainly if they volunteer that information, then, of course, we'll include it, but they're not going to make an effort to ask but then he also admitted on the show that he was rooting for ETH, extraterrestrial hypothesis. So the question I have here is, how can you have a scientific research organization if you prejudge your conclusion? Well, number one, you can't. I mean, I, I don't know how else to answer that question. Number two, to kind of back up for a moment, I think that Jan Harzan is a very nice man. I'm not trying to paint him as a villain. The problem I have is that I want some honesty. You can't call yourself a scientific investigative organization if you're not going to do scientific investigations or at least do what I would call a good, solid police investigation where you try to rule out the people that don't make any sense or have no credibility. But we're not doing that anymore, and we've abandoned that. And I guess the crux 
of everything for me with MUFON is that Jan Harzan, as a good businessman, may be what MUFON has to have to survive. But that may be a sad commentary on the nature of ufology and also on big organizations in general because you know people are not joining things the way they used to it's very hard to get people to come to meetings or you know support their local mufon group or everybody struggles everybody who's in mufon or organizations like that trying to take care of volunteers really is like herding cats trying to to supervise people who are volunteering to be investigators is extremely difficult. You mentioned the idea of wanting to get that in-depth background investigation of your witness. I totally agree with that, but here's the problem. In order to get more people involved, they want to sell more memberships. They want people to become field investigators buy the field investigator's manual, take the test, become certified. Once you do that, you have to give them something to do. The something to do is what those of us in the field call lits, lights in the sky cases. And if you drown in those cases, which most state directorships do, and you spend all of your time wading through, I saw a light in the sky that made a right angle turn that was at an indeterminate distance from the witness, if you're required to do a big long form to investigate that, who's paying attention to the really important cases where you really want that in-depth witness interview, which I totally agree with you. That's the way you get a deeper understanding is to understand how this event has affected the witness. When I look back on my 30 years of doing this, the cases that stand out to me are the cases where I've really gotten to know the witness and I've really gotten a feel for what their experience did to them as much as, you know, an interviewer can know getting to know a stranger. Isn't it also true as a law enforcement officer, when you're investigating a case, the more you know about the witness the more you can evaluate the credibility. And certainly if someone is a suspect or a potential suspect, that way by understanding their background, you can see where you might find evidence, right? Precisely. And you also are providing an insurance policy for your prosecutor because the one thing you learn frequently as a detective when you are really working for the prosecutor is that a good prosecutor never wants to be surprised. They don't want to find out at the 11th hour that there is something really wrong with their key witness. That will get a prosecutor more upset more quickly than just about anything I can think of. Well, we've all watched Law and Order and any one of these TV procedurals, so you can kind of see, because they, you know, in a very rough way, sometimes approximate reality. So they have to look for the things that might cause a problem later on and then how to deal with them. I think what we're coming up with here is that MUFON has changed from an investigative organization to an entertainment company. This is all about entertainment. UFOs are about entertainment. That explains, for example, the flaws in Hangar 1, the TV show. 
it's all about entertainment. There's a superficial resemblance between the cases you see there and possibly the real cases. But it's like ripped from the headlines on Law & Order SVU. It's basically a docudrama now where they take the core event and they exaggerate. Now, when you have a show like this forthcoming Blue Book or something that's being produced by Robert Zemeckis as producer of the show, and they use Dr. J. Allen Hynek as the lead character, it's a sci-fi show. Even though it's based on reality, you don't look at that thing and say, hey, this is what really happened. We've got more to come, and we hope that you'll like what we do and that you'll be entertained, but the show is about information. James Clarkson joins us with J. Randall Murphy. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in The Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Hunters, anglers, campers, and survivalists. Get back to nature. Expand your horizons with the highest quality, most versatile, unique slingshots and slingbows on the market at slingbow.com. Slingbow products are compact and models start from just $17.98. They're perfect for your bug out bag or storing in your vehicle. Give yourself and your loved ones the excitement and tradition of Slingbow. A new frontier in archery and truly modern twist on this primitive survival tool. Feel the thrill only at slingbow.com. The answer to being in control of your own health care is freedom from insurance. Become part of a group of self-pay patients that come together to share in each other's medical expenses. Individual share amounts begin at $107 a month and $347 for families. Choose from three health sharing programs. Holistic treatments may be eligible for sharing. See guidelines. Discount programs available for dental, vision, and pharmacy. Go to libertyoncall.org. That's libertyoncall.org. Everything you've been told about identity theft prevention is a flat-out lie. No one can prevent identity theft. No one. Go to LibertyID.com and use the promo code FREETRIAL for 60 days free. Cancel at any time. Liberty ID is the industry leader in identity theft restoration. Liberty ID fixes the fallout for you. Liberty ID does all the work, but you have to be prepared. Go to LibertyID.com, promo code FREETRIAL, LibertyID.com. 
Have you checked your Google search results lately? Search results are usually the first impression that people form of you or your business. So make sure that they create a positive impression with ReputationDefender.com. What the Internet says about you can have a big impact on your life and your livelihood, even if it's not true. Fortunately, you can now control how you look online and in online search results with ReputationDefender.com. Call 800-831-0771 now. That's 800-831-0771 for your free reputation. Analysis. If you have negative material from an ex-employee, upset patient, or former client, newspaper article, legal issue, social media, or other source showing up in your search results, you can combat it with ReputationDefender.com. Our dedicated experts in patented technology can help make your online search results look their best. Call 800-831-0771 to learn more. 800-831-0771. That's 800-831-0771. Or visit ReputationDefender.com. This is Dan Pillett. Do you owe the IRS money you can't pay? Are tax debts crippling you? I've defended people from the IRS for over 30 years. I've helped thousands and I can help you too. I wrote the book on IRS settlement and I'm telling you, there's no such thing as a hopeless case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX to finally get free of IRS debt. With the IRS's new programs, there's never been a better time to solve your problem. Call 800-34-NO-TAX. That's 800-34-NO-TAX or my website, danpillett.com. This is Jerome Clark, author of the UFO Encyclopedia and other books. You're listening to the Paracast. So let's continue here with the souring of your relationship with MUFON. What other factors kind of really stuck in the craw there i guess part of it was that i along the way i got asked to be on the special assignments team i'm not quite sure how that got germinated i do know that chase kletsky she felt she was forced out of mufon uh, about the same time that i was having trouble beforehand and i don't quite remember when she came back but she was made director of this new organization called the special assignments team And that was kind of fun in the beginning. Uh, We had a special website forum with high security. And the people who were involved in it, it was like a, uh, a forum where a select group of people could get together and bounce ideas off of each other. It was sort of like what I admired in that group, the Blue Blurry Lines, the people who took down the Roswell Slides debacle. Right, the Roswell Slides study group. Yes, they were wonderful. As a former detective sergeant, I loved those guys. I liked a lot of the way the SAT team operated. Everybody was an equal. They jumped in. People were trying to solve problems, verify information, or prove that information was bad. I mean, it was great. We were trying to do our jobs. We were basically working through Jan Harzan's inbox. Um, People who contact the organization... This is not meant to be critical of MUFON. I think it's it's inevitable. You have people who will only talk to the boss. What they have is so secret and so sensitive and so earth-shattering that they can only talk to Jan Harzan. They can't make a regular report. They can't talk to a state director or a field investigator. They have to talk to Jan Harzan. 
Well, uh, Blue Blurry Lines, yeah, that's uh, Kurt Collins, and he's a regular contributor here on the Paracast and uh, very accessible, really good guest. He's been on the show as a guest host uh, along with myself in the past. Yeah, for sure. Got to agree with you there. And in fact, ironically, that whole group of people and Greg Bishop were sitting across from me in Pepper's Restaurant in Roswell, New Mexico during the recent festival. And I had kind of an epiphany while I was sitting there. And I guess that's sort of the end of this tale. But to continue where we were, I just felt like I I was on the SAT team that the better job we did, the less popular we were with Jan Harzan. Because let's face it, most of the cases that we tried to unravel turned out to be founded in almost nothing. When you really looked at it, I investigated the guy who claimed that he had been, he knew where the school was, where they trained the men in black. Right. I understand that Will Smith went to it. Yes. Yes. And And Tommy Lee Jones. He was the instructor with, with Rip Torn, of course. Remember Rip Torn? Oh yeah. Elmore Rip Torn. I think he's cousin of Sissy Spacek. And, and she was there too playing. <laughs> Forget it. I think it. we're going far afield. But it um, sounds like I, it's wacky, but go ahead. It was a wacky case, and I don't want to go I don't want to go into the whole thing, but it turned out bottom line was that the guy he was so secretive, he wouldn't tell us where he was. He would only talk by phone. He was supposedly dying of cancer and all of this stuff. But in the bottom line was, it was all a hoax. And he made the whole thing up and I proved it. And then the guy didn't want to talk anymore. Surprise, surprise. The one that tore it for me was Paola Harris's UFO crash retrieval case from 1945, where we have a very nice elderly gentleman who has a piece of a windmill that he claims that when he was a small boy, he stole from the inside of a crashed flying saucer in 1945 in New Mexico. This has been identified by everybody as a pump part. The metal has been analyzed, I believe, more than once. It's earth, it's terrestrial aluminum alloy. Frank Kimbler, who is a, uh, a tremendous researcher, He is a true scientist. He was involved in this investigation with Paola Harris. It didn't matter what evidence anybody came up with that undermined this case. Paola Harris always had a reason why it couldn't be true. Jan Harzan was invited out there for a big photo op. So was Chase Kletsky. Supposedly, the U.S. government had planted noxious weeds on the site in order to keep the UFO researchers away. One of the weeds turned out to be jimson weed, which is extremely common and grows all over the Southwest. But supposedly one of the researchers had to wear this full body suit, which of course looks really cool on camera. And then when you go on to Paola Harris's video about the very same case that's on YouTube, you find her and everybody else walking through the same weeds that they're complaining about. 
you know, and it goes on from there. I wrote all of this up in the report. Frank Kimbler gave me all of the scientific evidence to show that there was no basis for believing in this crash retrieval case. I turn in my report. I get a call from Jan Harzan. He doesn't want to talk about my report. He doesn't want to talk about any of the data. He wants to know if I have a personal issue with Paola Harris. I don't have a personal issue with her. I've never met the lady. I'm sure she's a nice lady. I just don't believe in the evidence that she has presented. And there are many very solid reasons why I don't. Let me tell you very quickly here. She was on the Paracast, Paula Harris, and I've heard her name referred to both ways. So we call her Paula. You can call her what you want. And she had said at one particular event that Billy Meyer, we all know Billy Meyer, wacky contactee, is, quote, the real deal. And we ragged on her for that, saying, you, you believe Billy Meyer. And she denied it, but she said this at some kind of public meeting. I met her, and she seemed like a nice enough person. I met her actually a couple of times at the International UFO Conference in Fountain Hills, Arizona. But I don't take her seriously. He's one of these wacky people. And I see your point there. You're taking someone like that that's might be a lovely person to sit down, have a coffee with, or share a pizza or something. But you don't take her seriously as a UFO investigator because she's pushing wacky things that make no sense. Now, I want to ask you one more thing before we get uh, any further. Was this it for you or any other factors? Well, I I needed to give you the punchline. Okay, punch me. The punchline was, after I have this conversation with Jan Harzan, after I've written a detailed report, after I've submitted all of the data that Frank Kimbler submitted, to Jan Harzan via the special assignments team, what do they do? Paola Harris appears as one of the lead speakers at the very next symposium. I believe that was the 2016 MUFON symposium. And she gets an award for investigative excellence. I fell out of my chair. I was, I was in, I mean, I felt insulted. Like, why do I bother? Why do I, I bother to investigate something for an organization when basically the chief of police, where I'm a detective, doesn't believe anything that I write down? It began to seem very pointless to me and very shallow. And that sort of sets the stage. Meanwhile, I have my friend Chase Kletsky saying, don't quit. Stay a little longer. It'll get better. And that kind of brings us to this year, which, of course, has done nothing but get stranger still. I guess we can change this show to the strange case of MUFON. Starting out in 1969 as kind of a splinter group from APRO as the Midwest UFO Network. And then just a few years later, they realized we're going to be national. Let's make it mutual UFO Network. So I go back a long time. I remember when this organization was started with Walt Andrus and John Schusler. It was a very staid, conservative sort of organization. It's been that way for many years. The newsletter to me looked like the Rotary Club, to put this in perspective. (laughs) And now it's, I don't know what kind of club we call it, the Wacky Club. 
We've got more to come with James Clarkson and Gene and Randall. You're in the Paracast. You are listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Are you looking to become more self-sufficient? Then you need to have your own energy source. The Solark EMP hardened generator is automatic, maintenance-free, and reduces your monthly electric bill. You can also take it off-grid when you go camping. Contact PortableSolarLLC.com or call for details at 972-575-8875 today. Portable Solar LLC gives you everything you need to start using solar energy in less than one hour. Solark EMP hardened solar generator energy insurance. For your family or business, call Portable Solar LLC today. It's a no-brainer. A Big Berkey water filter is the one you need, period. You need a water filter that removes chlorine, fluoride, pharmaceuticals, BPA, and other endocrine disruptors, pesticides, bacteria, viruses, and much more, right? And does it all at only two cents per gallon. Get the original and most trusted name in gravity water filtration, Big Berkey. And now GCN listeners receive 5% off ceramic filter systems using code GCN. Call or click 1-877-99-BERKEY or BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com. That's 1-877-99-BERKEY. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. So, the MUFON follies continues. James Clarkson, former state director. All right, this year, if things hadn't gone off the rails already with Paula Harris getting this award... This year, got to be the kicker, right? Oh, and how. When I heard who they were selecting for their speakers, I was just, I was ready to walk out the door then. And I mean, it just, it just is too much. I had a particularly bad case that I got assigned, which was so ugly, I don't even want to really talk about it on the air because it was physically disgusting. It was clearly a hoax. And when I confronted the witness on this fact, he got belligerent and threatening. And then right after that, I opened my email, and here is a picture of Jan Harzan standing next to Stephen Greer, and they're telling us that we need to buy the book and watch the film unacknowledged. I mean, that that was starting to make me feel really uneasy then. 
because I, I will freely admit it, I am not a big Stephen Greer fan. I'll just say it. He has you not are in good company me. here. You're preaching to the choir. I think among Paracast listeners, very few of us, very few of the people who listen to this show around the world are Stephen Greer fans. Or they don't really let us know they are. Certainly in our forums, we don't find too many. I was hanging on by a thread. And then we have the John Ventry situation, which, you know, has been talked about ad length. And, and for anybody who has their all of their website and everything else they're doing, identifies them as a leader in MUFON. And for him to get out there and make outrageous political statements, which anybody, I mean, not even talking about the content, which I personally found reprehensible and unacceptable, but even not evaluating that, anybody with any common sense would have known that that was a really dumb idea if you are a leader in a large organization involving anything as contentious as UFOs. I would have thought, you know, that should be unprofessional conduct in MUFON. So he makes his statements, and I'm waiting and waiting and waiting like everybody else to hear something from headquarters, to hear Jan Harzan commit to some kind of position. And then we got some kind of a statement about let haters be haters and all of this kind of stuff. And I'm going, this really is not working. So I wrote my own statement about MUFON in Washington. And I said, racism is unacceptable here, period. We don't, we don't treat people that way, not witnesses, you know, not anybody. It's not good conduct. And, it, you know, whatever they're doing at MUFON headquarters, we're not involved in it. Good for you. Well, then eventually, of course, they finally did supposedly kick him out of his state directorship. And so I'm thinking, well, okay, we got through that okay. And then we have the interview that Kevin Randall did of Jan Harzan. And that probably is, I have to say, hands down, pièce de résistance. That's the straw that broke the camel's back. I read through that. I listened to it. I couldn't believe what I was hearing and what I read. It was obvious to me, I just can't work for an organization where the core values that he supports and the core values that I support, we just don't have much in common. What was a couple of the specifics in that interview that, uh, just for the people who don't know what you're exactly talking about, that, well, that you found really sort of... Uh, it was the inner circle. Okay. He defined the inner circle. And, you know, you, it's very hard when you read something or even when you're here, you hear it if you're not there to pick up the overall tone. But the way that interview came off to me, Kevin Randall did not have to pry any of this stuff out of Mr. Harzan. He was proud of the inner circle. And I'm sitting there thinking... J.C. Knight, alias Ramtha, is in the inner circle? Are you serious? I happen to live in the same county where J.C. Knight has her international headquarters. Yeah, when I read that, I was like, okay, there's something I hadn't known. One of the videos we put up here on the forum a number of times is something called uh, What the Bleep Debunked that goes through and it describes 
how uh, that particular movie really is kind of a a promotional job for sort of new age wacky ideas. And it talks about her and uh, her involvement. And when I found out that uh, in your article that she's in this inner circle, I'm like, what? Same kind of reaction as you. Well, exactly. Because see, I also am thinking back to 2011 when I, I had somebody who was, you know, a placed above me in the MUFON organization who had been selected from the ranks of the inner circle. And, you know, if you are going to call yourself an investigative organization, the person who is picked to be the director of investigations, I think it's fair to say they probably will, you know, have a lot to do with how your organization is perceived, uh, how smoothly it operates, etc., and, you know, I, nobody can guarantee to me that somebody like Jay-Z Knight or another contributor who could be operating off of heaven knows what agenda, that they might not be appointed to a prominent position in MUFON. And then we have the kicker, which is that although John Ventry is gone as a state director, he's not really gone because he's still in the inner circle. I understand he was also hanging out at the symposium, glad-handing people. My sources, and because of the way this whole thing has rolled, I have a lot of sources. Yes, I was told that he was there. Well, our regular co-host Chris O'Brien mentioned that he was there. Now, this is very interesting. There was a post over at Kevin Randall's blog, A Different Perspective, where they mentioned what was going on. And he came on there to justify what he did and said, when I'm ready to give an interview on a radio show, it'll have like the biggest ratings ever. And I ended the discussion with a very simple comment. Nobody cares. You're just another crank with wacky political beliefs. I said this over three paragraphs. And nobody cares anything about what you have to say. That was the last message on that blog mm-hmm. about him. Wow. Okay, so what do we do now? I mean, do, do, should everyone move to QFOS? Or uh, what do you suggest? Has got any ideas? Well, I do think that you have to go back to the words of the bard, above all to thine own self be true. You need to decide what you're supporting with your money and your time and your interest in this field. And I wouldn't pretend to tell, you know, other people what they should do. For myself, I am creating a small research group. I'm going to try and help Peter Davenport. He does not have an investigative arm. He only collects reports. Peter has been a friend of many, many years and someone whose work I genuinely respect. Same thing with Bill Puckett. I'm also going to try and solicit special UFO cases. I haven't quite formulated all this because while all of this is going on, I'm in the process of selling my home and moving. So we've had more than enough to keep us busy. So I'm still working on the ins and outs of this. I am not selling memberships to an inner circle. There won't be any secret decoder rings. I can tell you that. Wait a minute. Stop, stop, stop. Wait a moment. No secret decoder rings. I mean, you and I grew up in the 1950s. 
And we know that if we didn't get a secret decoder ring from Captain Midnight, I know our world would end and then get the space helmet from Captain Video. We had to have Captain Video's space helmet made of this treacherous plastic where you put it on your head twice and it fell apart. More to come with James Clarkson and Gene and Randall. You're in the Paracast. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. BuySellMakeOffer.com is better than ever. I'm Pat Matthews here to tell you that BuySellMakeOffer.com, the revolutionary site for buying and selling anything and everything, just up the ante. Go right now to BuySellMakeOffer.com and click the Sign Me Up button. When you do, you'll get the first month free, and then it's just $9.95 a month to be a member forever. And you don't need a credit card for the initial setup. Create your own store on the site and sell whatever you want, as long as it's legal, however you want, and sell an unlimited number of items. Create your own intro video to describe what your store is all about. Use Skype to see who you're buying from or selling to. Sell unused household items, as well as antiques, cars, televisions, collectibles, real estate. The possibilities are unlimited. Use social networks to promote your store right from our site. Remember, there are never any fees, no matter how much you sell. Become a member today. I'm a member. Get all your friends to sign up, too. This could become a great business for you. Sell whatever you want for the first 30 days, free, at buysellmakeoffer.com. Ralph, remember when you said you were going to start paying more attention to your health and now you're eating potato chips? Just a few. A few, okay, but you should be eating Superberries Aronia Berries. Aroni what? Aronia Berries from Superberries.com. They're known for having one of the highest levels of antioxidants that helps with overall wellness. Go to Superberries.com slash radio. And right now we get a free smoothie recipe book with our order. Plus we can save $4 at checkout. Wow, look at all the benefits of these berries. I know, Ralph, I know. Choose health. Eat purple. Superberries.com. Identity theft is going to ruin your life if you're not prepared. Hi everyone, this is Paul with Liberty ID. Hey, millions of Americans fall victim every year. Odds are your identity has already been compromised and alerts aren't going to save you. The solution is restoration and the only company that provides a money-back guarantee is Liberty ID. Go to Liberty ID and use the promo code FREETRIAL for 60 days free. That's LibertyID.com, promo code FREETRIAL for 60 days free. Cancel at any time. Liberty ID is the industry leader in identity theft restoration with a 100% success rate in restoring our subscribers' identities no matter how they're stolen. Liberty ID fixes the fallout for you. Liberty ID does the work, but you have to be prepared. Go to LibertyID.com, promo code free trial. LibertyID.com, LibertyID.com.
Are you one of the 15 million men who suffer from an enlarged prostate? If your life revolves around finding the closest bathroom, if you're tired of waking up many times a night to urinate, then you need to know about Prostate Miracle. Prostate Miracle contains beta-cytosterone, which is 3,000 times stronger than salt palmetto. To claim your $10 Patriot discount, go to ProstateMiracle.com and enter promo code PATRIOT. Or call 877-965-2140. That's 877-965-2140. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. I wanted to get back to one thing, James Clarkson, before we get to the other end of what to do. And you mentioned, of course, the National UFO Reporting Center and Peter Davenport. And we've had him on the show and had some pleasant interviews with him. And that's this inner circle. Now, the inner circle, as many of you know, and MUFON, consists of people, I think it was 13 people last I heard, who give $5,000 each year. I guess there's nothing to get you off that list unless you stop giving the five grand. So the reason that John Ventry is still on there is because he keeps giving the money, right? Presumably. I mean, I can't tell you for a fact because obviously I'm on the outside looking in. I think I was on the outside looking in while I was a state director. Okay. And the other thing I understand here, and because I don't follow channelers that much, but one of the big contributors to MUFON is Ramtha. Well, Jay-Z Knight. Right. AKA Ramtha. And I will say, you know, this comes back to a cultural phenomena. She really is just trying to look at her objectively. She is an extremely, in her own way, an extremely intelligent and persuasive person. And my evidence for that statement is people come from all over the world to be close to her and to hear from Ramtha. And I've met many of these people because I, I live in the same county. And most of them are very high-functioning, very nice people. There's, you know, they just, they truly believe that Ramtha is giving them the gospel about how they should live and how they should see the world. No, they believe it. This is what they've, they've come to accept as their reality. It's obviously, I don't get it, but it's real to them. But it's hardly scientific, and that's what MUFON claims. Is that's in their motto. There's, there's nothing about her experiences that can be scientifically tested. And, Precisely. And quite frankly, quite a bit of it seems just like even if you could, it, it wouldn't pass the test. I mean, it's just fairly obvious right from the beginning. And and a lot of it, in my opinion, that's the same problem I had with, you know, I forget what the name of it was, not the Stephen Greer's present book, but the one that had the uh, Atacama alien in it. If you took three quarters of that book and looked at it, it was based on new age concepts that you could find all over the internet being espoused by a hundred different sources that all say the same kind of things. You know, we're destroying the world. We need to live in peace. We need to become more enlightened. 
I mean, I could go on and on. That's okay. I mean, we all want to live in peace. We all want to get along. Can't we just get along? I think that's very important. And there's nothing wrong with that concept. The point here is when you start putting it in the mouth of some non-existent being and you use it as a wedge to get followers and maybe take their money, I think that goes a lot too far. I certainly agree with you, but I would. that's been happening throughout time. And, and unfortunately, social media has amplified the effectiveness of that kind of an approach. You can reach more people. You can reach them more profoundly. You take a person who's lonely, doesn't know exactly what to do with themselves. They haven't found any kind of particular calling. And suddenly they feel special. They feel they can be part of something important. They're told that they're part of a movement to save the world and spread, you know, enlightenment and all that. And pretty soon you've got another true believer. There's nothing wrong with that in yeah, in terms of just its basic principle. But if you're going to be using it as, as evidence to support the idea of some sort of alien visitation, then you need something that's more than mundane. I mean, we already know the world's got problems and we should all try to get together and cooperate and love one another and, and stop pollution and end war and educate people and so on. We don't need aliens to tell us that. We need some verifiable evidence that tells us that whoever it is that's giving them the information is actually who they say they are. They're not doing that. They haven't done it. There is none that I've ever seen from any channeler, any place or contactee that's been verifiable that is beyond present day known knowledge. I certainly agree. And in the last place where we should be doing that is in an organization that had as its motto, the scientific investigation of unidentified flying objects for the benefit of humanity. I do exactly. not believe it. that motto is served by embracing all of these new age philosophies and their purveyors. There's nothing wrong with a wacky person giving money. It's when that person also buys influence. Yes. The problem is that anytime you start having big money, it's bound to have influence. I, I just don't see how that cannot be. The other thing I wonder about here is that if you look at the memberships in the inner circle, there are 13 members, four of which have served as director of the organization. The one who isn't there is James Carrion, because I guess he's not giving them the five grand anymore. So therefore, he's not there. The question here is, do they exclusively expect to pick directors out of this pool of people that gave them this donation? Do you buy your way into directorship? I don't know. There's no, I, I don't know the answer to that question. In other words, I can tell you that it, so far, that's true. And because, see, there's a disconnect in the organization. Once you get, once you get above state director, you're, you're, there's no direct connection to the headquarters. Is there any official statement from MUFON, from Jan Harzan, as to the extent of influence of this inner circle? 
I don't think that he's directly stated it, but as I recall going back through the interview, he minimizes that. In other words, the inner circle, they get some perks. They, they, get, they get admitted to the symposium. They get special seating. They get to sit next to the director. They get a director's phone call that other people don't get. I mean, all of these, these things that are, are described as, you know, just perks. They don't mean anything. And, and obviously, I guess, if that's true and that's all that there is to it, then maybe it's okay. But I just have a hard time believing that that's all there is to it based upon my past association with Marie Malzahn and the fact that you just pointed out that at least four of the people on the inner circle have been leaders of the entire organization. Let's go into more of this, the MUFON Follies, with James Clarkson. And we're not just going to talk about MUFON, but there's a lot to go on here. With Gene and Randall, you're in the Paracast. For listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. I'm here to tell you about GCNTelecare.com, a team of board certified doctors assisting you 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. Within 15 minutes of registration, care your family can afford. Revolutionizing the healthcare industry, virtual consulting, providing diagnosis of non-emergency medical issues by phone or secure video on computer or smart mobile devices. GCNTelecare.com. Virtual care anywhere. Being self-reliant is about being prepared and to do what you need to have your own source of renewable energy. Portable Solar LLC offers the most powerful EMP-hardened solar system on the market that is transportable from place to place. And the best part? It's very affordable. Contact them at PortableSolarLLC.com or call for details at 972-575-8875. Soul Arc EMP-hardened solar generator. Energy insurance for your family or business. Call Portable Solar LLC today or go to Portable Solar LLC.com to check out their patent pending technology. It's been said any society is only three missed meals away from chaos. Those times may be near. Think about it. Our country faces multiple terrorist threats and aggressions from Russia and North Korea. Social unrest and violent marches yet again may lead to looting of stores and city shutdowns. And our crumbling infrastructure leaves our power grid vulnerable to long-term outages from a single cyber attack. When the chaos from any one of these threats arises, the government knows it can't provide during a widespread national emergency. That's why you need your own plan for self-reliance. That's where My Patriot Supply comes in. Get a four-week survival food supply for only $99. That includes breakfast, lunches, and dinners. Order online at preparewithgcn.com. $99 for four weeks of survival food that tastes like homemade cooking and lasts up to 25 years from My Patriot Supply. Get your kits today at preparewithgcn.com. Free shipping is included. Preparewithgcn.com. What if Extendivite really works, but you find that hard to believe and you spend precious time looking for someone to say, just try it. I have my help today because of Extendivite, and if I did not take a leap of faith and try it, well, I would be on disability today. Take one bottle of Extendivite as suggested for 60 days to find out for yourself. No need to stop any other meds you may be on. You know by now that they are not working for you. 
Before the 60 days are up, I know that you will feel Extendivite working for you and will want to take another bottle. Life is too short. Get your Extendivite today. Extendivite is available in capsule or liquid form for just $69.95 for a two-month supply. To get started, call 1-877-928-8822. That's 1-877-928-8822. Or visit heartdrop.com. Extend your life with Extendovite. Are you happy washing your hands with harsh chemicals? Are you happy doing laundry with detergents? Are you happy paying high prices? Find your happiness with Pure Soap. These all-natural, earth-friendly Pure Soaps are the very best you've ever used. Buy in bulk. Get a 12, 36, or 48-month supply. Or get items individually and still save big. You're getting soap products twice as good as what you're using now. Earth-friendly and natural soaps. Your family deserves the best. Happiness is 5starsoap.com. Why not put your money up the drain for a change? See them at 5starsoap.com. Or call 1-800-340-7091 for a catalog. Calben Soap Company can save you thousands of dollars and give you good old-fashioned real soaps that are triple concentrated. Soaps made from vegetable and coconut oils. See their full selection of soaps at 5starsoap.com. That's F-I-V-E starsoap.com. Or call 1-800-340-7091 for a catalog. Hi, this is James Fox from Chasing UFOs. You're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. So Chris O'Brien's on special assignment should return for after the power cast this week. We've got James Clarkson, former Washington State Director of MUFON. And as you've heard for the previous five segments, we know why. And we've been talking here about the inner circle, this mysterious group of people, high donors in MUFON, who have outside influence. So maybe Ramtha will become the next director after Jan Harzan hangs up the hat, right? I can't rule it out. <laughs> oh man, I have never been a member, and that that would certainly not be a, a drawing card for me. Personally. So you would never join a club that would have you as a member. Uh, was that directed at me <laughs> or Groucho Marx, nineteen thirty three, or something? Oh, that is good. That is good. I love Groucho Marx. I bet that Randall doesn't know who Groucho Marx was. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, I guess there is always the problem anymore because I am 65 years old, so I I probably am have a dated view of everything. Yeah, just a young whippersnapper. I'm tempted to join a club and beat you over the head with it. Well, I'll tell you what, great, just get in line. <laughs> that was another great Groucho Marx line. Well, okay, to play devil's advocate here, okay, so... I mean, if you're a group and you charge dues for membership, maybe there's some tier level that people who spend more can get more perks for. I mean, that's not all that uncommon, really. It's just sort of the perception that maybe certain high-profile members might bring to your group that, that is concerning to people. I mean, how can, you, how can you actually say, well, I'm going to prevent these people from donating and then not give them any of the the perks that are promised isn't you know you've got to be able to follow through when people do that so how would you manage that if you were in a position to do so well probably because the tenor of the in other words 
I can't imagine that Jay-Z Knight is going to want to uh, join a serious scientific research group. You know, the International Organization of Astrophysicists or, you know, some highly technical group. Because it would be totally alien because of the way they conduct themselves and the public perception of the organization. They would not be acceptable. And I guess that's part of my point. The times that we're in and the way that MUFON has evolved makes it so that having Jay-Z Knight or people like her is no longer that strange. The whole character of the upper management has shifted. And I think that was clearly illustrated when Robert Powell, the director of scientific research, he recently resigned too, right after I did. We've had Robert Powell on the Powercast. He'll be back shortly. In fact, a lot shorter than you think. And we really appreciate what he did. He had a very realistic view of the subject and everything. We thought he was one of the best people at MUFON. And now that he's gone, obviously there are more and more areas of concern. Now, we've talked to other people who have had run-ins with MUFON. Certainly, Erica Lukes is another person who has been on the Paracast frequently. And she went through her own experiences. But in her case... And this was something that we mentioned when we had a women's roundtable on the Paracast a couple of months back, where she said basically that women are not being treated the same way as men. So with all the other ills, we have the glass ceiling still up there where women are getting short shrift from the organization. Well, unless you're Jay-Z Knight, I guess. Well, yeah, but then you're paying your way. That's right. And, and it doesn't and matter she, who you are or what your belief is, write the check and make sure the check can be cashed. Or give us a cashier's exactly. check. This way the I wonder about that. Five thousand dollars. Do they take a check? Do they take cash? You know, someone brings in a barrel of cash, dollar bills, and says, Here's your five grand. Now I'm a member of the inner circle. Do they reject anybody? Is everybody accepted once they hand the check over? Or have they actually rejected? I mean, if if Vladimir Putin came over tomorrow and said, Das Vidanya, and handed Jan Harzan $5,000, would he say, yes, you're a member? Well, I, I, if I answer that question, I would be speculating. I, I don't know. I would have no idea if they've ever rejected anybody. My belief is, at this particular point in time, no, they would they would definitely take his $5,000. Well, so what criteria should be used in order to accept membership in various UFO organizations? What would you say should be the minimum requirements? Well, originally, this wasn't a problem. This is how, in other words, part of this is the way MUFON has become. Part of it is MUFON as a reflection of the times that we live in. You know, if, you're, if you open your organization up, one of the original missions of MUFON was to be transparent and to collect high-quality UFO information and disperse it freely to the rest of, of society. That was one of the original goals. We saw, we've seen how that's gone. 
Right. And there's talk right now of shutting that down to a degree. In other words, I know that this is one of the plans that's being kicked around, which is, you know, you won't have access to MUFON cases unless you pay. Well, that's been the case since, well, at least with some of them, since uh, I first started trying to contact them to get a hold of some of the cases back in the 90s. And, they- and that will become more so if this plan goes through. And, and you know, the, the argument they come back with is they need the money for operating expenses. And we go back and forth about this. Well, sure. I mean, everybody needs to have some operating budget, but these days it's not all that difficult for a bunch of volunteers to put together an online database and be able to fill it full of stuff. There's some tremendous projects out there already. Uh, So, you know, in my case, I volunteered to do a bunch of this work and actually get it out to people, and they just stonewalled me at at, at every opportunity. So, you know, I just gave up after a while. That was my experience, and I started my own thing. Well, then I think we're probably in the same boat when it comes to that. Uh, I think I would have to pretty much agree with you. I, I, Another issue that I had, I freely admit it, you work for an organization for 30 years, and you would like to be personally recognized a little bit. If you're, if you're a plow horse and you're in the traces, I think I, I wrote this in my letter, you would like to be patted on the head once in a while and given an apple. And I felt like no matter what I did, nobody would pay any attention. It, me- it, didn't, it didn't mean anything. Meanwhile, I've been appearing at all kinds of conferences. I've had, you know, wonderful, I feel a lot of personal success. I've met a lot of wonderful people. I've, I've left them feeling better about studying UFOs and hopefully gotten them to go out and ask some really good questions. I, I, in t- I guess 2010 is the perfect example for me. My wife inherited a trip to Paris. So I had never been anywhere like that in my life. While we were over there, I contacted Les Repas Ufalagiques, and I asked if I could present to them, and they said, yes, we would love to have you. So I gave them this presentation about my friend June Crane, who I met when she was an elderly woman, and when she was young, she worked at Wright-Patterson Air Force Base. And they loved my presentation. They were a wonderful audience. And I wished I would have brought two suitcases more of books because I would have sold all of them. But the only thing that was odd to me, and this may, have, this may be significant, they liked everything that I had to say except when I identified myself as being with MUFON. Let's do our break. We've got more to come with James Clarkson. And Randall and Gene, you're in. The Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. 
Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on this special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's The Coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Cancer categorizes over 100 diseases. Though we do not diagnose, treat, or cure cancer, GCN team is offering the Clemson University study where there was up to a 95% reduction in cancerous cells when exposed to a plant-derived mineral supplement. If you or a loved one are searching for answers to this horrifying disease, come to GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. We'll email you a copy for free. That's 877-878-4203. You want to save money in a place that gives you growth, control, and certainty without stock market risk or tax risk, and you want guarantees and you want it all tax-free. That's a tall order. But you can get all of that with properly designed participating whole life insurance. Most people think life insurance pays after you're dead. That's true. But you can have tax-free access to use your life insurance while you're alive. Get the free book to find out how. Call 702-660-7000. Looking for that edge during those intimate moments? We see many ads for enhancement, but the side effects include death. At GCN Team, we should change the Healthy Body Brain and Heart Pack to the Healthy Libido Pack. The brain and heart are not the only organs that require a healthy vascular system. For proper blood flow at the right moment, go to GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. Have you checked your Google search results lately? Search results are usually the first impression that people form of you or your business. So make sure that they create a positive impression with ReputationDefender.com. What the internet says about you can have a big impact on your life and your livelihood, even if it's not true. Fortunately, you can now control how you look online and in online search results with ReputationDefender.com. Call 800-831-0771 now. That's 800-831-0771 for your free reputation analysis. If you have negative material from an ex-employee, upset patient, or former client, newspaper article, legal issue, social media, or other source showing up in your search results, you can combat it with ReputationDefender.com. Our dedicated experts in patented technology can help make your online search results look their best. Call 800-831-0771 to learn more. 800-831-0771. That's 800-831-0771. Or visit ReputationDefender.com. Anytime, any place, anywhere, radio remains the most intimate of all forms of media. At home, at work, in the car, on smartphones. Over 90% of consumers still listen to radio every week. That makes choosing radio as a place to advertise your business one of the best decisions you can make. Email advertise at GCNlive.com and partner up with an experienced GCN representative. Advertise at GCNlive.com. Easy, affordable, effective. Hi, this is Don Ecker, and you are tuned into the Paracast. Let me tell you what, you're going to hear stuff here that you probably won't hear anywhere else. Hear that, George Snorri? So, 
James Clarkson says he's identified himself as with MUFON, and then what? The people at Labor Party Ufologique, they said, several of them, I got this through the interpreter, that they did not trust MUFON. They had not trusted MUFON for a long time. I mean, I don't, I don't have all the details to know how they had formulated their opinion, but they were very definite about that. They liked me. They liked the story that I had to tell. They wanted more American ufologists to come and visit them and tell their stories too. But they did not like MUFON. I went away thinking, there's something really wrong here. You know, this, this, there's something that was, I, I didn't do anything with that because obviously I was only going to be in Paris for a short period of time. But I thought that was what you would call disquieting. It disturbed me that they would have such a strong opinion like that. Did they explain to you why? No. There just wasn't time or opportunity. This came up at the end of my presentation when they were doing question and answer. And bear in mind, I'm going through an interpreter. Okay. This is an interesting question here. This organization that you appeared before, how big is it? Well, it was at a restaurant and at the um, this huge shopping mall in the west end of Paris. It was in the arrondissement La Défense, and it was a very large building. The restaurant was fairly large. They meet once a month, and they apologize to me because they could only get a little over 100 people there. They said that normally for a speaker from another country, they would have easily had two to 300 people. But they were on strike, as the French often are. And so the people who lived in the outlying districts of Paris couldn't get into town. So obviously, it must be a pretty successful group. They were a great audience. They were, I've, they were wonderful people. You see, this is one of the things that bothers me about MUFON. They pretend to be the only UFO organization. Yes, and, and that's not right. And I know a number of people, you know, I, for instance, uh, we've already mentioned one of them. Uh, Peter Davenport is one of the unsung heroes in the field of ufology who has collected, heaven only knows how many reports. My good friend Bill Puckett, who uh, now lives over in Montana, who runs UFOs Northwest. He's accumulated a huge number of reports. I'm sure we could keep naming other volunteer groups that are doing really good work in this field. You ever talk to the people over at NARCAP? Yes. I know, I know exactly who you're talking about. Is, um, I'm trying to think of the, the gentleman in charge of that. Haynes? Yes, Haynes. That's exactly right, Doctor Haynes. Yeah, they've done. They've been collecting pilot reports, and uh, they've done some pretty good work in that area. But they're kind of a little standoffish themselves in terms of getting, you know, classifying themselves as a UFO reporting group. And they also tend to hold their cases a little close to their chest too. So I was just wondering if you had any experience with them. Well, the one experience that I have with them was referring one of my best witnesses to them and the last i heard he was very happily a member now i haven't i haven't stayed in touch with him but i would also point out 
you know, there is a huge stigma for pilots who report UFOs. In the United States, this is not an easy issue. I have a close friend who is a retired uh, airline pilot, and he also has had some experiences. And he was very afraid, even now, to come out publicly with what he knows directly about UFOs because he's afraid his pension would be uh, taken away. While he was working, he was afraid that his job would be taken away. It's not a very friendly environment for pilots who experience UFOs. We talked about that a bit on the last show with uh, Dr. Irene Scott, and the skeptics would say that actually when they've done the research into it, they've never found a case where a pilot's been demoted or or censured in any way for making a UFO report, and that in some cases it's actually encouraged, especially if there's anything to do with airline safety. So, um, you know, I'm not really sure where this fear is coming from. Do you have any inside information on on the actual source, the cause of this fear? Is there somebody inside who actually briefs them during their education process or the hiring process or something like that that says you better not report this or what's the source i don't have any information on that that would be a good question for me to obviously follow up with my source on that i would also point out though that how else can i say this i'm skeptical of some skeptics i worry about their affiliations i don't know who these skeptics are but I've dealt with a few of them. Some of them I would really like to see their all of their sources of income before I would comment on their particular perception on UFOs. Uh, do you subscribe to any skeptical journals or anything like that to balance your view? I read skeptical viewpoints. I don't subscribe to any of their journals. Yeah, you know, there's a couple out there that I regularly subscribe to. I've, I'm on the mailing list for Tim Printy, for example. They've got the sunlight issue, and there's usually a pretty good write-up that proposes the other side of the the coin, for example. So I think it's wise to be able to do that and know what know what they say. And in some cases, they actually make some pretty good points. So I agree with you. I think it's very important to have multiple sets of eyes looking at anything that you're trying to investigate. I see you got your own book here. It's the Air Force and UFOs. Maybe uh, while you're on with us, you've got the opportunity to talk about that a little bit. How about a couple of good cases from that book? Well, actually, that's not a case. That's a story of a particular person. Actually, it's, it's based on what I learned about her life. This is about a lady that I met in 1993. One of the things that's very important to me is what I would call public outreach. I give lots of lectures in libraries and any other venue that I can find talking about UFOs. And I, I try as much as possible not to tell people what to believe, but to convince them that this subject is worthwhile to study. It is a big mystery. And they should go do their own research and ask their own questions. Well, in 1993, a very stern elderly woman approached me after my talk in Ocean Shores, Washington. And her name locally was June Kaba. 
Her maiden name was June Crane, which is the way I identify her in the book. And she said, you're right. The government knows all about UFOs and they're keeping it a secret. And I said, well, how do you know? And she said, because I worked there. And I tried to get her to tell me more because I could tell that she was very serious. She wouldn't. In the interim, which was four years before she talked to me again, I found out through my wife and other people that she was sort of the elderly lady in the community that everybody was intimidated by. She led the charity drive to get a new library. Uh, she was the, you know, everybody knew June and respected her. She, however, was the last person that anyone expected to have UFO information. Well, we fast forward to 1997. We have the Phoenix Lights on March 13th. We have the 50th anniversary of the Roswell crash coming up in July. And along about June of that year, the Air Force decides that they are going to tell the truth about Roswell. So they publish a book called Roswell Case Closed. And because it's the Air Force and because it's a hot topic, it's all over CNN. I get a phone call from June. I have not heard from her in four years. The first thing she says when she gets me on the phone is, it's a damn lie. And I said, what, June? And she said, that's the same lie that we used to tell the public when I worked there. We told people that it was weather balloons. We told people that we dropped dummies in the desert and that they mistook them for aliens. And I said, why are you talking to me now and you wouldn't talk to me then? And she said, I'm 72 years old. My cancer's in remission and I've outlived two husbands. What are they going to do? Shoot me or put me in prison? I can do either one. Let's have the well, answers and the finish yes. of that one with James Clarkson and Randall and Jean. You're in the Paracast. <laughs> Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. We also have swag. You know, we have all these exclusive Paracast things that you can buy. We've got like, I guess, 60 or so different items. And entails t-shirts, sleeves for notebook computers, iPad cases, mouse pads, the Paracast jumbo tote bag, all sorts of t-shirts and jackets and stuff like that for men and women. We have a Paracast aluminum water bottle. All this stuff, you go to store.theparacast.com, store.theparacast.com. What makes it special is that the items are the best quality, you know, great t-shirts, fabrics, and they have our official logo on them. That's what makes them special in multiple sizes and colors. We even have stuff for children. Stuff for women, stuff for men. We have all sorts of sizes, like small up to X large. A lot of good stuff. That's the swag from the Paracast. If you go to store.theparacast.com, stop by and take a shopping tour. Welcome aboard. Your new science fiction adventure is ready to launch. Discover an amazing journey at galaxyquestbooks.com. Start a new sci-fi adventure with the Guardian series, a classic sci-fi mystery that starts 500 years in the future. From author D. Arthur Gussner. Series available from Barnes & Noble or Amazon as paperback or ebooks. 
GalaxyQuestBooks.com, where the adventure begins. This is Dan Pilla. Do you owe the IRS money you can't pay? Are tax debts crippling you? I've defended people from the IRS for over 30 years. I've helped thousands, and I can help you too. I wrote the book on IRS settlement, and I'm telling you, there's no such thing as a hopeless case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX to finally get free of IRS debt. With the IRS's new programs, there's never been a better time to solve your problem. Call 800-34-NO-TAX. That's 800-34-NO-TAX or my website, danpilla.com. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. So finally, after all these years, she comes out and gives you this response to the typical Air Force debunking of Roswell. Yes. So I started visiting her at her home. I was uh, working swing shift on patrol. I would uh, change into civvies. She was a night owl. I went out and visited her in her home. And basically, I got to hear about an amazing life story which I would have wanted to hear even if it didn't have UFOs and aliens in it, but it turned out that it did. She had worked at Wright-Patterson Air Force Base before there was even an Air Force. She worked there three times between 1942 and 1952. She had a Q-level security clearance, and she worked on lots of top-secret projects in a very high-security environment. So all of these scientists and engineers who were consulted about the UFO question, they would talk freely in front of her because she had the same security clearance that they did. So she basically gave me an insider's view of how they saw the UFO issue as it was developing. Now, I would not describe her as a, except in a couple of areas, as being a direct witness to UFO crashes and the cover-up, but she's a really, really good corroborating witness because we can prove where she worked. And I took every part of her background that I could verify, and I eventually verified it. Obviously, there were certain points where she told me things that I can't prove or disprove, so you either accept them or you don't. Well, I managed on a few occasions. She gave me all of her personal papers, she allowed me to tape record her a few times. I had those uh, interviews transcribed. They comprised the bulk of the book. I also talk about what I learned from her, the research, and that ended up becoming that book. That book is actually a product of my final promise to her because it turned out that her cancer was not quite as much in remission as she told me. And unfortunately, about a year after I got to know her well, she died. And the last time that I spoke to her, I said, what do you want me to do, June? She said, tell my story. So that's the title of the book. Tell my story, June Crane, the Air Force, and UFOs. And I've included all of the anecdotes that she related to me. Well, there's one I'm going to have to add to my library then. That uh, sounds absolutely fascinating. Thanks for sharing that. This looks like an updated edition you've got here. Have you been? Have you 
added some new stuff to the uh, original? Or Yes, I did. And the reason that I did that, I deliberately did not include this in the first edition because I thought this is just going to cloud the issue. Along the way, after June got married, uh, she ended up moving to Portland, Oregon. This is kind of a sad story because it's sort of, of a story of women of that time period. June was very good at her job, and she kept getting promoted, and they offered her a career in what would, would have become the fledgling United States space program because she was on board already when they were doing the early rocketry experiments. She talked to me about the, the Aero B rocket, which was our first heavy lifter that was based on the V2. Uh, she knew all the players. She had been there. Well, she had married one of the security policemen, and he his hitch was coming to an end, and he didn't want to stay. And I think he was probably jealous of June's success, and he told her that she would have to quit her job and leave. By that point, they had a son. So they ended up moving to Portland, Oregon, and on, I believe it was their 10th wedding anniversary, they had been having trouble in, in their marriage, and they were trying to patch things up. And the husband went out front to put new license tabs on the car, and he was bent down over the license plate. Their young son was standing right there, and a drunk driver came around the corner, and the husband's last act was to shove the son out of the way before he was killed in between the two vehicles. And I proved that by going back in and finding the newspaper article that talks about the horrible accident that claimed her husband's life. You know, that's one of the many details she gave me. Was uh, she able to resume her work then back? Uh, well, no, she didn't go back there, but that leads to the rest of this. In 1975, she was with some friends in Portland, Oregon at a Halloween party, and they had a very vivid UFO sighting of a structured vehicle flying through the sky over the Columbia River by Portland, Oregon. And she described it to me in great length. In fact, she made a sketch of it. I did not include that in the original book because I thought, you know, that's not really what this is about. I was trying to tell her story when she was still associated with the Air Force. Well, in the interim, I investigated a case in Vancouver, Washington, that occurred in July of 2014, where an individual who works for one of the three-letter agencies of the United States government had an on-duty sighting of a metallic disc-shaped UFO flying over the Columbia River Vancouver, of course, is right across the river from Portland, Oregon. And I'm speaking of Vancouver, Washington, not Vancouver, Canada. Right. I want to make that distinction. Not only was this individual extremely articulate and took a great risk in making this report, we were able to get some radar confirmation of an unknown vehicle, a vehicle that did not have a transponder going in the same area where he last saw the UFO. And what makes the story really remarkable is he's telling me, first off, very reluctantly, it took a while before he decided that he could trust me, and he's telling me about seeing a 
UFO about the size of a dime held at arm's length, metallic, going across the sky in the middle of the day on a clear day. And he could see the shadow underneath it. He could see that it tilted slightly. And then he says, but that's not the weird part. And obviously I said, well, what's the weird part? And he says it got two thirds of the way across the sky and it looked like somebody drew a line in the air. And as this object crossed the line, you couldn't see it anymore. There was a blur and then it was gone. So this individual is just seeing this. He's basically had his whole notion of what ought to be in the sky permanently shattered. And about that time, here comes an F-15 fighter plane flying very fast in the same direction going from south to north. And there are F-15 fighters on standby at the Portland International Airport from the Portland Air National Guard. And we were able to confirm the F-15 on radar as well. This is, this is a great case. Okay, but now is it connected with June's sighting? or only, only in that, after that case, I decided, you know, I bet June would have wanted me to include her own UFO sighting. So I did. I added it to the original book, and I made another chapter out of it, and I explained why I was including it. Because I thought if an individual in a high position in our government can have a broad daylight UFO sighting of a structured unknown aerial vehicle in much the same area as June saw in 1975, I ought to include that. So I did. And that's the revision. Before we go on, let's talk further about that book and other things. And also about the secret space program and the latest MUFON symposium with James Clarkson. I'm Gene Steinberg. We like you to check out the Paracast Plus at plus.theparacast.com where you'll have the After the Paracast podcast and so much other stuff. Check it out, plus.theparacast.com. Our guest co-host is Jay Randall Murphy. You're in the Paracast. Neighbors, I want to tell you about my favorite graphics app. It's the award-winning Graphic Converter. You know, Graphic Converter is the universal genius for photo editing on your Mac. Join over one and a half million loyal users for this Swiss Army Knife photo editing app. It gives you all you expect from a top-flight image editing app with tons of features, and most important, it's easy to use. It's also far less expensive than that other app that you can only get by subscription. You know, the one I'm talking about. What's more, you can get 20% off with your order right now. So write this down to learn about Graphic Converter. Go to www.lemkesoft.de slash gene. Let me spell that. www.lemkesoft.de slash gene. How did you become addicted? A friend? Were you at a party and someone said, hey, try this? Then you got the cold sweats and started shaking. And the more you did it, the more it didn't work. So you switched to the needle. Now you're a train wreck. Drinking, drugging, broke. 
Your family hates you. And you hate you. Get out of your hell on earth now. Call the Detox and Treatment Helpline today for immediate help. In many cases, your insurance may cover the costs. We can't guarantee it, but we can guarantee we have what you need to change your life for the better. Pick up your cell phone and call right now. 855-700-2979-855-700-2979-855-700-2979. That's 855-700-2979. If there's a toxic chemical biological gas smoke emergency while traveling at home or on your job, are you protected? Are you prepared? There are over 400,000 fires in the USA every year. Up to 85% of all deaths in a fire are due to smoke inhalation. Three minutes without air and we as humans will die. Be prepared and escape safely with our Safe Escape Smoke Hoods, giving you up to 60 minutes of breathable air protection. Order yours online at ase-safety.com. That's ase-safety.com. And get up to 40% off plus free shipping. Warning. If you're drowning in debt you can't afford, do not let the credit card companies trick you into thinking that you have to pay it all back, because you don't. What the credit card companies don't want you to know is that there's actually a way to get debt-free without paying off your entire debt or going bankrupt. If you have $5,000 or more in credit card debt, you now have the right to let us settle that debt for a fraction of what you owe. For free information, call Credit Associates now. 1-800-959-5759. We'll even show you how much money you could save. If you can't afford to pay off all your debt, do not let the credit card companies trick you into thinking that you have to. Call Credit Associates now for free information on how to get debt-free faster than you ever thought possible without debt consolidation or bankruptcy. We depend on your success and offer a guarantee so there's no risk. For free information, call now. 1-800-959-5759. That's 1-800-959-5759. 1-800-959-5759. Welcome aboard. Your new science fiction adventure is ready to launch. Discover an amazing journey at GalaxyQuestBooks.com. Start a new sci-fi adventure with the Guardian series, a classic sci-fi mystery that starts 500 years in the future. From author D. Arthur Gussner. Series available from Barnes & Noble or Amazon as paperback or e-books. GalaxyQuestBooks.com, where the adventure begins. This is Leslie Kane, and I'm with the Coalition for Freedom of Information, and you are listening to the Paracast. I want to move to this here before we go on. Maybe we'll just disappear from the MUFON question after that. The symposium this year about the secret space program. Ouch. <laughs> yes, ouch would be the word. Pretty I much. did not attend it myself. Uh. But I have heard multiple accounts since then, including one today, that was very telling. And I guess it started for me in, it really was best said by Robert Powell when he published his reason for resigning. You know, because when you pick somebody, you pick a theme for your symposium, and you pick somebody who is the you know, most well-known advocate for that particular theme, and you as an organization say, we are going to make you our main attraction, you know, you're kind of splitting hairs if you don't say that that's some form of an endorsement because you've basically said it's okay. 
And Robert Powell, he summed it up in two words, absolute hogwash. Okay. Yeah. Sounds like something I could get behind there. And the problem with the whole thing is, I guess it, when I was a policeman, one of my favorite prosecutors would lean up against the rail when he would do his closing arguments. And he would always say, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, don't leave your common sense at the door. And that's what's wrong with all of this. Is it possible that somebody could be whisked away by time travelers from the future and taken on some wild odyssey where they're battling reptilians on behalf of the Galactic Federation? And when they're all done, they're whisked back to moments after they were taken to begin with. That way, nobody around them will ever know that they're gone. Is that possible? Well, I suppose. I was thinking here, it's kind of based on the Edgar Rice Burroughs story of John Carter of Mars, where John Carter sits in a cave and he's taken psychically to Mars. In the movie, they use some kind of transportation device. But in the original book written, I guess, published in 1911, he just sat there, wished himself to Mars and showed up on Mars. And then when he returns... He's back in his body on Earth. The only difference is there was no time distortion or anything. If he was gone for five years, the body would sit there for five years, I guess, in suspension. So it wasn't something where you go away for 20 years and you're five years old when you start and when they return, you're five years old. But that's a common sci-fi gimmick. It's not unusual. Yeah, sure it is. And that's the problem with the whole thing. It's just a gimmick. Sci-fi is... is it's pretty cool. I'm a sci-fi fan myself. I, I enjoy it. I actually didn't think the movie was too bad as far as sci-fi movies go, but I think we need to be able to separate fiction from fact when it comes to UFOs uh, and catalog it accordingly. It's not like UFOs aren't a part of ufology or fiction. Yes, UFOs are part of fiction and serious ufology. So let's just make sure we put it in the right perspective. I have to say, from what I was told, there was another speaker at the symposium who made Corey Good seem pretty conservative. That was this gentleman named Andrew Basiago. Oh, Andrew oh, Basaggio, yes. Basaggio, who's apparently running for president. In well, you see, I don't want to get into the subject of that because that implies lots of things. <laughs> what disturbed me was the person who called me today who I will also say is a member of MUFON, who called me from all the way across the country because he wanted to talk about the symposium. He was at the symposium, and he said that, I don't know how you say his name, Basagio, Basagio, whatever, but he was talking about flowers on Mars with human heads and all sorts of things along that line. And he said that the people around him were sitting there in stunned disbelief. Because they thought, he said his impression was that this guy um, might not have all his oars in the water. Now, there was a song in the 60s, The Rain, The Park, and Other Things, where they mentioned Hmm. the flower girl. Maybe that's where it comes from. I wouldn't know. But, I mean, how, I, I just don't understand 
This is not the MUFON that I joined. I keep reiterating that statement. If they have people like that as speakers, something is wrong. I, I don't mind going to a conference and having a wide gamut of opinions. I loved the UFO crash retrieval conferences. I was so sorry when they, when they ended those. I went to the last three of them. I love those events. And they had a pretty wide range of speakers, you know, for people to choose from. And I liked that. But I like a little evidence with my UFOs and aliens, like I like cream in my coffee. I can't do just wild speculation. It doesn't work for me. You see what happens? Now you got me started reading the lyrics for The Rain, The Park, and other things. <laughs> it was sung by a family group that later broke up when the family broke apart called The Cowsills. And it starts, oh, I yes. saw her sitting in the rain, raindrops falling on her. She didn't seem to care. She sat there and smiled at me. And then I knew she could make me happy, happy. Forget it. I remember when the late comedian Steve Allen would take rock and roll songs and read them like Shakespearean plays. That was a crazy shtick from the 50s, 60s. Anyway, proceed. Well, there, there were some remarkable lyrics to songs in that era. I mean, absolutely. We could go, we could start talking about that. We'd do another three hours. Sure, sure, sure. I was just thinking, I have to say, you, you did key my key me to think up, you were talking about lyrics and whatnot. For some reason, it made me wonder if MUFON is like MacArthur's Park and it's the cake that got left out in the rain. Well, of course, that was <laughs> Jimmy I, I Webb. Jimmy that, Webb yes. wrote that song, MacArthur Park. I know. There was a long pause. I guess that didn't go over. But yes, Jimmy Webb was a great lyric writer. He's still around, but I guess he had his creative peak then. Of course, he had, you know, Galveston was another big song that was with Glenn Campbell. I'm looking up Summer Rain, a song sung by Johnny Rivers back in the 60s, written by a guy named Carl Thomas. Anyway, why are we doing this? Because a summer of love. Ha, huh. 1968. Well, the 60s were full of all sorts of other things. Uh, Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. I'm sure there was people seeing uh, a number of... By the way, it's a different summer rain. The one that Johnny Rivers sing is a different one. Okay. A Jimi Hendrix song, believe it or not. <sighs> I'm looking at the... Wow. Ah, summer rain. And then Belinda Carlisle sang a song called Summer Rain that was totally different from that Summer Rain. It's like you have these songs with the same name and different composers. Who cares? More to come on the Paracast, I guess. We'll get away from the pop culture because we can do a second show on that. James Clarkson, Gene Steinberg, Randall Murphy, you're in. The Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today.
Lifetime Grazed 100% grass-fed beef has the health benefits you seek. When compared to conventional beef, it offers good fats while virtually eliminating the bad. That's the result of cattle who never eat grain, ever. Rich in antioxidants, including vitamin E, C, beta-carotene, and CLA. No artificial hormones, antibiotics, or other drugs. For all our fresh, non-cooked products with only 100% grass-fed beef, go to MidasResources.com. Use voucher code GCN to get 30% off your order. MidasResources.com or find us on Facebook. Water is the single most important thing your body needs, so you want to be sure it's the best for you and your family. Since 2005, thousands have depended on Berkey Purified Water. The Berkey Guy provides the lowest priced filtration systems in every size. For incredibly delicious water now and in an emergency, get to GoBerkey.com or call 877-886-3653. 877-886-3653. GoBerkey.com. Have you checked your Google search results lately? Search results are usually the first impression that people form of you or your business. So make sure that they create a positive impression with ReputationDefender.com. What the Internet says about you can have a big impact on your life and your livelihood, even if it's not true. Fortunately, you can now control how you look online and in online search results with ReputationDefender.com. Call 800-831-0771 now. That's 800-831-0771 for your free reputation analysis. If you have negative material from an ex-employee, upset patient, or former client, newspaper article, legal issue, social media, or other source showing up in your search results, you can combat it with ReputationDefender.com. Our dedicated experts in patented technology can help make your online search results look their best. Call 800-831-0771 to learn more. 800-831-0771. That's 800-831-0771. Or visit ReputationDefender.com. Chances are you wouldn't mind having more energy, better digestion, or more comfortable joints and muscles, right? But if you've taken supplements before without much success, be aware that most supplementation fails to address the body's number one antioxidant and detoxification system. Free radicals and toxins on a daily basis assault our bodies. Stopping the inflammation they create and to successfully detoxify requires great quantities of the body's primary antioxidant, glutathione. To successfully turn on whole body glutathione production and cleanse all 37.2 trillion cells requires large amounts of the peptide cysteine, which can only come from food and a little help from our frequency encoding science. You cannot buy cysteine in a pill. Nature's richest source of cysteine is raw whey protein powder. One World Whey is the only frequency encoded, energetically enhanced raw whey derived from Amish Ray's grass-fed cows. Try it and you just might like how much better you may feel. Please call 888-988-3325. That's 888-988-3325. Or visit OneWorldWay.com. That's OneWorldWay.com. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, the inventor of MyPillow, and like all of you out there, I had problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat, I would flip-flop all night long, I would wake up with a sore neck, maybe a headache, or feel like I needed a nap even though I slept eight hours. When I invented MyPillow, I wanted it to where you could move the patented fill to give you the exact support you need as an individual, regardless of sleep position. MyPillow will get you into that deep REM sleep faster and you will stay there longer. It's not about how much time we spend in bed, it's about how much of that quality sleep we get. I do all of my own manufacturing right here in the United States. I have a 10-year warranty. You can wash and dry my pillow, and I give you a 60-day money-back guarantee so you have nothing to lose. And here's my best offer ever. You can buy one of my pillows and get one absolutely free. Go to MyPillow.com or call 800-870-0305 and use promo code GCN. That's MyPillow.com or 800-870-0305 with promo code GCN.
Hi, this is Bryce Abel. I'm the producer of Dark Skies, the co-author of AD After Disclosure, and you are listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. So that could be a trivia question sometime. How many songs out there, pop songs, have the same name? I guess you can't copyright the name of a song. Okay? Hmm. Just think about that. James Clarkson, Gene and Randall, Chris O'Brien on special assignment. We're continuing with the craziness here. The MUFON conference about the secret space program, for which there's really, really not any real evidence that we have any such thing. I mean, we have spy satellites. And on last week's episode of After the Powercast, Chris mentions his friend Ron Regeer, who's an aerospace engineer. And he said, you know, the military companies, the, the companies building this stuff, they knew who was doing what. And there's no evidence of this. Again, you know, beyond spy satellites. We don't have people who landed on the moon but then how many trillions of dollars did Donald Rumsfeld say was missing before 9-11? No, yeah, that's a whole other conspiracy. Speaking yeah, of I conspiracies, he, he by the way, yeah. I do want to report, we learned as we were doing this show that Jim Mars has died. That is a great loss. Mr. Conspiracy that- Theory himself. Now, I know he had kidney problems and maybe a kidney transplant. Or something, but then the news came down today that he had died. Wikipedia doesn't have details, but I did mention his death on August 2nd. That's when we're doing this show. We might do something there on conspiracy theories to honor his memory. We do that with people from time to time, one of the things that we do in the past. He was a great writer, and and I've often thought that if I ever taught a class on basic ufology, I would use his book the alien agenda because it was so clear and well put together he will be missed at least i know i'm i'm very sad to hear this news that's a terrible sad thing to end this show on i guess but uh it is what it is yeah he was on the paracast i don't know twice i know we have that episode on our site We also have an official Paracast YouTube channel, a real one that's up there now. There's a fake one, too. But you know who the real one is. The real one has artwork from Red Pill Junkie. And if you look up the Paracast, you'll see it right on top. But there's somebody up there with a pretend official Paracast channel. And we're slowly whittling that away. The way it works with YouTube, by the way, is it's three strikes, you're out. So when I see something like that, I simply file three separate small complaints knowing that by the third one, they'll get the message or the message will get them. Now, this is not the first MUFON symposium with wacky people. It's just the wackiest. I mean, they've had contactees on there before, haven't they? Oh, I'd have to go back through and check the list. I've only been able to attend a few of these. I I attended the one in 95 because it was in Seattle and I, I was actually the security for that event and I got to throw Philip class out of the event was one of my favorite moments in my whole time in ufology. And I went to the one in 2013 in Las Vegas in the same location as now. And I've been to a few other MUFON related events over the years. 
but going to the symposium regularly, that takes a lot of money and time because they do not give any breaks financially to the state directors. That's another one of my pet peeves is that you give them hundreds of hours of your time, I guess you would call it sweat equity, and you really don't get anything in return. Oh, yeah. I remember uh, volunteering to to sift through their files, find the good ones, put together reports. Um, I was didn't have a lot of income at the time. And, uh, you know, I said, look, can I do this uh, and, and sort of to pay my my membership and uh, to, you know, just I'll, I'll do this for you for absolutely nothing. Um, just forward me the reports and I'll start doing this for you. And I mean, it took months to even get a reply and then the answer was no but they could sell me the reports for something like at the time because this was uh before the internet was popular it was like five to ten bucks a you know a mailer and you know how am i supposed to afford that if you want to put two or three hundred reports together it's just ridiculous well that's that of course is the problem it always ends up coming down to the money which is how we got into this i think how we got into this dilemma to begin with and I also have to say that in order to get someone who is highly skilled in business management and development, you're going to have to pay them a lot of money, which is true in the case of MUFON. So then why can't we get the community itself? I mean, we hear this sort of commentary over and over again, and yet we never see a group of people, of like-minded people, actually get together and really put their minds together to uh, create something in a cooperative manner. Everybody seems to be sort of defending their own little piece of turf. And if anybody gets too close, it's like, no, no, I'm not interested in doing what you're doing, but you're sure welcome to come and help me with mine. So uh, we get this jigsaw puzzle of pieces that don't really fit well and of people who are more in competition with each other than trying to cooperate. How can we solve that? Well, it would be nice to have a very rich donor who would help us set up a website ongoing and pay for the maintenance so that we could have the sort of internet uh, meeting platform where we could operate an organization, you know, like, I, I keep coming back to the Blue Blurry Lines people because I honestly think they're the model for uh, UFO research in the future. I so admire what they've done. What they did. We're talking here about a group of maybe half a dozen people or so. Skeptics, believers, people in the middle of the road. Small number of people, not a big organization soliciting memberships. They came together for one purpose and that was it. There may be another case for which they come together. So maybe tiny groups is the answer. Instead of having one, one multinational organization one large, all-encompassing group trying to get bigger and bigger and sinking from what they have to do to get bigger. I happen to agree with you because I think the problem is that when you have the national organization, the administrative aspects of the organization end up drowning out your original purpose. And that is what I believe has happened to MUFON. We have lost the UFOs in the organization of MUFON. Now, is it possibly frustration here? The reason is this organization started in 1969. And one of the questions I've asked here, 
is what has MUFON done to advance the cause of UFO research in all those years? And the answer is, I don't know, not much of anything. Was it 49 years? 48 years of MUFON, 1969. And what have they accomplished? It's the same cases, a lot of the same people, the same meetings, reaching an older and older audience, which is one of the problems with these UFO symposiums, is that the people who attend are people closer in age to you and I, James, than someone even like a young whippersnapper like Randall. He's, he's not quite that young. But you know what I mean. Certainly not the ex- age of my exactly son who's 31. He's not someone who would go to one of those things. He'd be a rarity. Maybe the model is broken. It, maybe it doesn't work anymore. Well, I think you've got a point there. I mean, that's why I started the thing that uh, I've got going. And, uh, well, actually, Gene and Chris are both parts of that as well. So, I would like to hear more about that at some point. Or maybe you can send me a link or tell me about it because I'm certainly open to possibilities and I'm interested in making new connections. You know what, Randall? Why don't you take a couple of minutes at the beginning of her final segment? You know, two or three minutes and explain to him what your organization's about. Then I'll ask James to tell us where he goes from here to pursue his research into the UFO enigma. We have James Clarkson, Gene Steinberg, Randall Murphy. You're in the Paracast. You are listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. As you know, neighbors, web hosting can be pretty cheap, but not all hosting is the same. DreamHost wins best of awards year after year. You get unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth, and even the low-cost plans put your sites on high-performance SSDs. Want to know more about what DreamHost has to offer? Go to technightowl.com slash host. Once again, that's technightowl.com slash host. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. At Humalife, we believe your health is your wealth. That's why we offer an exclusive, potent, and pure selection of OMRI-certified 100% organic humic and fulvic acid concentrates. These two acids stop viruses and harmful bacteria and increase frequency, vibration, and vitality. In fact, they're called the missing link to your health. Pure liquid organic ATP energy rebuilds and regrows the immune system. You are the doctor at Humalife. You know best because you are the test. Find out more at HumalifeUSA.com. That's HumalifeUSA.com. If you had purchased $100 of Bitcoin in 2010, today you'd have $2,600,000. While that sinks in, you now have a huge cryptocurrency opportunity at below market price at a guaranteed 10 cents per coin. ProCoin, a coin publicly traded on the open market, easily converted to cash, available in 60 countries, and ProCoin is the only cryptocurrency offering coin back rewards for consumers and merchants. Take action by August 31st at ProCoinCurrency.net. That's ProCoinCurrency.net. Deadline for 10 cent guarantee is August 31st. 
The answer to being in control of your own health care is freedom from insurance. Become part of a group of self-pay patients that come together to share in each other's medical expenses. Individual share amounts begin at $107 a month and $347 for families. Choose from three health sharing programs. Holistic treatments may be eligible for sharing. See guidelines. Discount programs available for dental, vision, and pharmacy. Go to libertyoncall.org. That's libertyoncall.org. We all know that Berkey Water Purification Systems are the most trusted name in water filtration. As an authorized Berkey dealer for over six years and serving thousands of satisfied customers, the Berkey Guy offers amazing specials for Berkey Water Filtration Systems. The Berkey Light Systems include a set of self-sterilizing and recleanable black purification elements that purify water by removing chlorine, pathogenic bacteria, cysts and parasites to non-detectable levels and remove harmful chemicals such as herbicides and pesticides. Order the Berkey Light System today, complete with two black Berkey elements for only $231, and the Berkey Guy will ship your order free of charge. With the purchase of a Berkey Light, the Berkey Guy is also offering a set of fluoride and arsenic filters for only $39.99. That's over 30% off the retail price. Call the Berkey Guy at 1 888 3653. That's 1 888 3653. Or order online at goberkey.com. That's goberkey.com today. Are you looking to become more self-sufficient? Then you need to have your own energy source. The Solark EMP Hardened Generator is automatic, maintenance-free, and reduces your monthly electric bill. You can also take it off-grid when you go camping. Contact PortableSolarLLC.com or call for details at 972-575-8875 today. Portable Solar LLC gives you everything you need to start using solar energy in less than one hour. Solark EMP Hardened Solar Generator Energy Insurance. For your family or business, call Portable Solar LLC today. Hi, this is James Fox from Chasing UFOs. You're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Okay, before we return to James Clarkson, J. Randall Murphy, you've got an organization, Ufology Society International. Tell us more. Right, well, back in about 1989, uh, this is when I, just after I'd encountered some of the problems we were talking about with MUFON, I thought, well, why not start something else under a different model? Something where people wouldn't run into the bureaucratic roadblocks and that would free them up to do their own thing and be able to be recognized, get published on the internet, and yet have it be somewhat moderated by someone who is level-headed and interested in the facts with also a partially skeptical, healthy skeptical attitude. So I started USI. We've got about, still about... 2,200 members or so in 22 countries. We don't charge dues. We don't have a bureaucratic structure. We don't have these kinds of problems, but we do have an organizational problem. We have a situation where we have quite a few members, but getting them to cooperate to do something is the trick. So if there's ethical issues, well, members are free to just either recognize those people as members members or colleagues or whatever. There's no real structure that way. We can't be infiltrated. We can't be shut down. It's an informal network. And it has survived since 1989. We've still got the site online. So to me, it's almost a perfect foundation for what we need, but it's just getting people to take advantage of it. That, that's been the hard part. 
because of this problem where we've got everybody defending their own little piece of turf, wanting to do it their way, they don't want to push themselves in a direction where they might compromise that. This is exciting. It makes a lot of sense. And I do, I respect you for the fact that you admit up front what the limitations are. And the problems that we've described that are occurring in MUFON appear to me to be uh, the problems that we're encountering in the entire field of ufology. I agree. We're still waiting for something bigger or more definitive to happen. I think we all are. And meanwhile, we've got a huge signal versus noise problem that cuts across all aspects of ufology. We're getting lost in all of the just insane, excessive reports that I can't imagine you know, how many of them are actually real? Probably not too terribly many. Well, that's why the I joined up with the Paracast here and have kind of joined forces with Gene and Chris because, well, that's their motto, separating the signal from the noise. It's what we do here. We try to do our best, and it's not always appreciated because sometimes we have to say, well, you know, how do you know that? And yet when I hear cases like, the one you described from June. We've got a, she viewed herself a structured, real craft, something that looked like it was not one of ours. And how many other witnesses do we have that have seen those things? I think the whole idea of disclosure is um, irrelevant to the people who know that there is a reality to the phenomena and that maybe we'd be better off focusing our attention on those cases and on the people like Gene says, the actual people are the evidence. We know, those of us who've seen these things, that it's real. That's what we need to focus on. Get away from the politics. Boy, you said that very, very well. All I can do is say bravo. That really is the problem in a nutshell. And, and I believe this is the problem we strayed away from. I think that Dr. J. Allen Hynek did a really good job of basically analyzing this phenomenon, breaking it down. I mean, was it perfect? Was it all-inclusive? No. But he deliberately excluded lights in the sky as evidence. They're interesting, you know, and you might see something really spectacular in the sky 10 miles away, but is that going to answer the question of what UFOs are? No, it's not, because we're never going to get to the bottom of it. I think we've made some progress, but it takes a lot of analysis. That's more what I do. I look at the situation and I say, okay, well, how can we apply critical thinking to this problem and come up with something that makes sense? I mean, Hynek was doing much the same thing. The lights in the sky, those were the nocturnal lights, of course, and there was a number of classifications for those. If one, for example, pulled some relatively impossible maneuver in front of a landmark of a known distance, then that was given much more credibility than, say, one much further up in the sky, that where you couldn't tell how far away it is. It might be a firefly, it might be a satellite. Yes, that's exactly the problem with lights in the sky. And it's what I call busy work. In MUFON, that, that's been the busy work. Everybody who reports a light in the sky, there's a mandatory lengthy form that has to be completed. Even the form itself has problems because a person wants to report a UFO and we give them a form that they open up, the Internal Revenue Service would be proud of the MUFON reporting form because 
It's bewildering, overwhelming, and has many, many blanks that they want you to fill out. And of yes. course, almost nobody fills them out. And of yeah, course, once them. again, it doesn't ask about the witness. It asks about the event. You are so right about that, Gene. I know you keep bringing this up, but I have to really say that, yeah, again, really the people themselves are the evidence. When a person sees something, it's not simply just, well, I saw something and therefore it might have been real. But there's a lot of good reasons to think that if a person sees something, something was actually there. There's the stimulus response. It's a scientific phenomenon. Okay, James, last couple of minutes. What are your plans for the future? You freed yourself from MUFON. Where do you go from here? Well, number one, I've created something called the UFO Research Group, and I'm working on getting the website. Once again, that's been slowed down by the personal issues that I'm dealing with, but I'm going to be seeking out a few researchers, and I emphasize few, to work on the cases that I've described, hopefully with Peter Davenport, Bill Puckett, and whatever other cases that I can find. Obviously, I would love to find another June Crane. I would always like to talk to law enforcement officers or pilots or military people. Because of my law enforcement background, I think that I understand the issues that a law enforcement officer might face. When I was back in Eureka Springs, I ended up talking to a Missouri highway patrolman, now retired, who got chased by a UFO while he was on duty. You know, those are the kinds of reports I would like to devote myself to. I'm working on a historical project related to Deputy Dale Spower of the Portage County, Ohio Sheriff's Office. He was part of one of the most famous police pursuits of all time on April 17, 1966. I've got a number of research projects that I'm, I want to devote myself to. And quite frankly, being away from MUFON will allow me to do a much better job. If someone wants to get in touch with you, where do they go? My email is very simple. UFO reality, all one word, at comcast.net. I have a website, jamesclarksonufo.com. Hey, you can find us on Twitter if you look for The Paracast or at The Paracast if we're going to use precision with Twitter. There are also two official Paracast fan clubs on Facebook. You're welcome to come pay us a visit and post something in our timeline. We also have that other radio show, After the Paracast. And this weekend, our special guest will be Robert Powell, who recently stepped down as the director of research for MUFON. And we'll talk about the things he's been doing. And Chris should be back for that one. After the Paracast, available only if you subscribe. To the Paracast Plus, you get the commercial-free version of this show, other benefits. Prices start at just $1.49 a week, which is less than half the price of a Starbucks coffee. So if you want to know more, check out Plus, P-L-U-S dot theparacast dot com. Learn how to sign up, and you'll get lots of benefits. The commercial-free version of this show after the Paracast podcast Videos, more content coming from Paul Kimball's Other Side of Truth as soon as he finishes recording that new ghost hunting show that he's working on. James Clarkson, thank you for telling us about what you've done and what you plan to do. Thank you for joining us on the Paracast. 
thank you for this opportunity. It's really been a pleasure meeting you and discussing the issues. The Paracast, featuring Gene Steinberg and Christopher O'Brien, is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. Tune in next week for a new adventure in The Paracast.